Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Yeah, buddy. How about you? Oh, yeah. That's the first time I think I've ever said, how about you, before you commented. Normally, I cut you off, or I talk over you. Eh. And then I cut it out. <laughs> we do what needs done. Yeah. In a weird way. Oh. Bring on the weird. <laughs> I, at this point, I don't actually know what we're going to call this episode. Do you? No. Actually, I don't. Because, you know, I've been texting back and forth. I've just been referring to it as living among the stars, but... I don't know if it's just going to be that. It's more not living on Earth. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, living amongst the stars would, in my mind, insinuate that we're just living in a spacecraft of some sort. Yeah. Oh, buddy. No spacecrafts. We'd be interstellar, not uh, interplanetary? Uh, yeah. It, do we want to go with interstellar? I think. One of the terms that I saw thrown around was extrasolar. Well, isn't interstellar between the stars? Oh, yeah. That sounds about right. But I guess extrasolar would just literally be outside of our solar system. Anything outside yeah. the solar system. Well, I mean, honestly, we're nowhere near that. Oh, no. Nope. I think we're gonna. it's going to take some time to putz around our solar system before we uh, spread our wings even further. Look, honestly, it'll be a, a fucking miracle if we get to Mars and everyone survives. <laughs> yeah. And that's our next door neighbor. Yeah. And I was going down a list. Eh, we'll get into it. But what are you drinking, my good man? Oh, I was just getting ready to take a sip of it when you asked me. <laughs> uh, it's a beer by Miss Pillion, R Miss Pillion River Brewing. Oh. It's called Space Otter. It's an American pale ale. Ooh. Not this India business. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking India. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I got nothing against India. Mount Himalaya will come up later. Oh. Mm -hmm. This is only uh, 5%. It says, Houston had problems. His construction job was a damn mess. Get it? Damn. D-A-M. Otter. <laughs> he wasn't so sure that the pups were his anymore. And, well... He just felt different from the uh, from the otters. He dreamt of escaping. Space Otter is a 5% ABV pale ale brewed specifically for those times where we all need a little space. All right. When was space? It's not bad. I've had better. Yeah, I mean, I guess IPAs are IPAs, or in, the ca in this case, an APA. Yeah, I don't know what the difference is. Maybe less hops? But we can say IPAs all day long, but pretty much all the ingredients come from America, so I seriously doubt we're importing Indian hops. Well, the, the reason they're called India Pale Ales is because of the amount of hops they put in it. The recipe. Yeah, the sailors had to have, they had to put extra, extra hops in it for it to make the voyage from India to here. Oh. So that's when you get the IPA. So an APA, I assume we just do whatever the fuck we want here with the hops. So we're like, you know what? Don't you don't have to hop it as long, or you don't have to put as many in it. I think that's what happens with uh, certain spirits too, like the bourbons and the brandies and stuff, like bottom shelf stuff. They'll do the recipe up, and then you know you have a bottle of Jim Beam done in like thirty-two weeks or something, or a barrel of it actually. Yeah, they just kind of. I don't want to say force age it, 
but I think they do in a way. Yeah, I think so. There's something else that they do. It's not just aged for a long, long, long time. But since such a consumer base, they're like, well, we need the money today. So, all right, let's do the alcohol faster. If I'm not mistaken, they do something with, I think it's electricity. They'll run electricity through it in the barrels, and somehow it gets the char from the barrels to attach to the molecules of the spirit, of the whiskey, the bourbon, whatever. Awesome. Yeah, and so instead of naturally infusing, they're shocking it together so it seems aged, but it's not naturally aged. Sounds like some Tesla-level commitment there. It does, yeah. <laughs> and I only know that from that show, Moonshiners. Oh. Because that guy, Tim, wanted to quickly age his moonshine now that he's doing it legally. So he sends some electrolysis through it. Essentially, yeah. Nice. I didn't know you could do it, do it like that. What I don't know is what you're drinking. Oh, well, buddy. I'm pretty sure I've had this before. It's uh, the Rusty Rail Brewing Company that is actually just... 45 minutes down the road from me. Hell yeah. It's the 365 Modern IPA. I picked this one because of the label itself, actually. It's a shot of Earth from way back. Probably not as far back as Mars, but Earth is on there. It's a little galaxy situation going on in there. Nice, dude. I was going to get the... uh, I, I keep seeing it, and I never committed to it yet. Because, well, this time I didn't commit to it because of the stupid flavors. The UFO brand? Have you seen the UFO brand? No, but I definitely want to try it. Wow. The one that I saw, the seasonal right now is the pumpkin. And I'm like, I'm not not doing pumpkin flavor. I always want to like them, and I just can't. I try every year, and I try every fucking brand. (laughs) And then the other flavor that they had at the store was the UFO raspberry. I'm like, you know, right? I could go with that. And then it said Hefeweizen. Nope. Never mind. What is that? A dirty mop water. What? <laughs> it looked. It looks like dirty mop water. I, when I got it in a brewery and I think DC one time, it was in a, uh, the flight of beers, like the sampler. And that was the worst one out of the five, I think, on there. It's not the same as a hazy, is it? No. It's uh, it's spelled like Hefeweizen, but it's it's a German version of whatever. It's a German recipe, and then do it for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I know, because those hazies, they look a little funky. Yeah. Like, they're, they're uh, they look a it's, little milky. Like, there's yeah. a l- little cloudy and a little carbonated. Yeah, yeah. And it tasted cloudy and carbonated. I like the hazies. I like the hazies too, but I but the Hefeweizen didn't do it for me. It's something about it that. But I am drinking two pints of my modern IPA out of my giant mug that I got from the Hofbräu House, which is a German restaurant in Cleveland. Well, you should have a Hefeweizen in it, or a few no. of them, I guess. No, 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 no. I got four pints of the modern IPA, so two of them fit in the one mug. Excellent. It's going to get me through this. Two mugs. Two mugs? Yeah. Four pints? Two yeah. pints. That's all I need. No, dude. You need, you need all four. You need two mugs. Aye, aye, aye. My wife has a one-pint mug that she got there when she went before. I got a big-ass glass mug upstairs. 
I don't know how many ounces it. It's probably close to what you have there. I I don't. I never drank out of it. It's just like my wife and kids got it for me for I don't know Father's Day one year. It says Grillmaster on it. It's a big ass mug, and I could not imagine drinking out of it. I had uh, one and a half of those, so three pints in a single sitting at that restaurant. We've probably talked about this. That's a lot of liquid in an hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And food. I got some of those, uh, oh my God, I can't believe I can't think of the name. The ger- the beer steins. Okay. Is that what, they're not just a beer stein, is it? Isn't, isn't that there, what they're called? Isn't that what, I, I guess this is I a glass stein, a, isn't it? Or I, if they're stone, they're steins. I don't know. A mug. Well, this is, <clears throat> it's their family mugs. And I, I I haven't gotten them yet, but they're they're mine, and um, you know they're legit German mugs with the the flip top lid. I can't Ooh. fucking wait, dude. Uh, my dad has to repair one because the uh, the handle on the lid broke. But oh, I gotta show you. I'll have to show it to you, or maybe I'll I'll share it amongst everybody. But uh, that reminds me, is it has a flip top lid on it. Uh, an old neighbor of ours, they, her and her, I guess they weren't married, but they lived next door, and eventually his health deteriorated, and, and he died, and then she wasn't too good by herself, so she eventually started getting stuff out of the house and, you know, selling a house where they could make payments, and the house actually went up for auction, but we went over and kind of helped her out as much as we could, and she ended up giving me the a millennium to the year 2000 beer a german beer stein just like that has a lid on it and on the side it's like ceramic ceramic or something and carved all the way around it is a hundred years of america that's pretty cool i'll have to show it to you there's you know there's a an astronaut on there and there's you know just a bunch of moments in history in america yeah these ones i have that I think they were made in Germany. I'm pretty sure they're like 100% authentic German. Like, I, I just want them. I'll never drink out of them. I'll just <laughs> show them, but. Put them up. I got an old uh, hillbilly moonshine jug, too. Like a legit one. Ooh, that, nice. Yeah, my, my parents, they found it for me at an antique shop. It still has the original cork and all that. What? Yeah, it's so cool. It's got it's up, X's on the side. It doesn't have any X's, no. But <laughs> yeah, it's I got it on top of my cabinets in the kitchen, just nice. showing that bitch off. It's freaking awesome. Well, we better get into this. Um, as for beer in space, I think it's gonna be prohibition for a bit until things get really established and wherever anybody's going. I mean, I guess. Sailing from Europe to the Americas is probably equivalent to that. They're like, oh, man, what are we going to bring? Oh, bring all the tea. Bring the ale. You got to have ale, right? You have to. So I guess on a space flight, an extended one, yeah, might not be a bad idea to bring the ale. But, dude, if one thing goes wrong, everybody's dead. Yeah, that's the scary thing. So then you got to wonder... Obviously, it's not feasible to build one ship. To, it's, you know, 
So it would have to be. So you're thinking a fleet just in case, like like redundancy. If something catastrophically goes wrong with those 100,000 people over there, well, maybe not that many, because uh, I think they determine to get a decent amount of people on Mars without going back and forth and, you know, start building a colony, 10,000 minimum. 80,000 would be great. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, to, vo- to avoid any kind of, you know, ancestral incest stuff going on and carrying on some sort of broken genes from generation to generation. Would you have to separate them, though? Separate who? The families. Oh, no, 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 no. Just make sure they don't start reproducing with each other. Right, yeah. That's what I mean. Would you have to make sure of that? Or is that just instinct to not want to fuck your sister? It should be. It really should be. But uh, I'm afraid it still happens on good old Earth. Fucking weird. <laughs> we won't mention any states that that is more likely to happen in. No, because we don't want to piss anybody off. We'd like to no, do no. a live show in your state, <laughs> whatever state that is. All of them. We're going to have a bring on the weird world tour. And then, as long as Elon Musk gets off his ass, we're going to have an intersolar tour. Yeah. Bring on the weird plan on Uranus. Whoa. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the first ass joke of the show. Well. Not a dick joke, but. We're, get, we're getting there. We're close. It's in the same region. Yeah, we're immature. That's true. It is. <laughs> it's below the waist, above the knees. <laughs> well, what I was thinking with anything at all, any sort of multiple bodied uh, colony going out in space, just about every single person would have to have a specific job, and every job pretty much has to have a second person to do that job, at the very least. Yeah, at the very, very least. Because if you're growing plants, you're going to have to have botanical people. That's all they would do. You have to, you, you're you not going to be able to slack off at all, really. Yeah, but would you, I mean, think of what you would need, though. Would you need... Uh, like, uh, what is it? An herbologist? Sure. Is it herbologist? Is that it? I don't know. What are you doing? Well, I mean, you would need a botanist. Yeah. You would need someone, not just the fucking plant scientist. You would probably want somebody who has actually done it. Maybe like a fucking farmer or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're going to need extra botanists. You're going to need extra farmers, even though those yeah. motherfuckers are farm tough and they never take a day off, but they might cut their leg off with a combine or something and they just patch it up. Keep going. <laughs> Except farm tough. That's is a good term. <laughs> farm tough. Yeah. They fucking tie their pant leg up like a scarecrow <laughs> just so the hay doesn't fall out. Just so they just meat, the meat stays in. They just hack off one of the, one of the straps for their overalls and then tie it off like a tourniquet and just keep going. Yeah, that's a farm tourniquet. That's a real thing. That's why no, they I'm wear kidding. those. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know that that's a real thing. I just made it. I made a funny. I thought it was funny. First aid kit contains a rope, just in case. First aid kit. Just a bunch of shit behind your seat on the on the tractor. <laughs> you, you mean my chewing tobacco and my duct tape? <laughs> okay, got my first aid kit. Yeah, we're going to need those people on the colony that's leaving Earth. I don't know if you're making a joke or not, but yeah. 
I'm serious. We're going to need some people that are like legit, like you said, farm tough. They're, they just get out there and they're like, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going to do for the next 14 hours. Yeah. A coal miner is a different kind of tough than a fucking a crip oh, or yeah. whatever the fuck. I know it's going to happen. They're going to say, we want the smartest, the fittest, all of that shit. Next thing you know, George Clooney's on the fucking ship. Yeah. And and they don't have some fucking tough farm boy to help him. He gets a hangnail, cries himself to sleep, sucking on his finger. <laughs> you're, da- you're down somebody. Yeah. If they just Need had the- one farm boy. Is farm boy offensive? I don't know. If they had one farm guy. Farm lad. <laughs> a f- farm mister. <laughs> or missus. See, uh, you're you're going gender bias here. Fuck. You need to calm down. A farm pharmacist <laughs> with an F. <laughs> yeah, with an F. <laughs> farmer, J- just just farmer. But yeah, you can't have. Yeah, well, like men in black you need the best of the best of the best, sir. Yeah, but also kind of some of the not the best. Just grunts, just laborers. Yeah, like so, just some real tough motherfuckers. And I'm right. afraid if this ever happens, and it's just, say it's just a small party mission, like this Mars mission that Elon wants to take us on. They're going to take scientists and engineers. I'm not saying those people aren't tough. So if, for whatever reason, you're a scientist and you listen to us, I'm not saying you're not tough, but there's a different kind of tough out there, and you need that as well. You're... Well, it sounds like you're talking to the uh, the nerds of the nerds of the nerds. I don't mean to offend. I'm not doing it. In, uh, m- Aren't I mean, you? Maybe a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but, you're fucking smart. But can you uh, can you plow a field with a donkey and a fucking old school plow? <laughs> so you want people that are they're multi talented? Is that what you want? Not only can he do calculus in his head. He can interpolate the fractions and the compounding percentages of uh, of a house payment over a 40-year period, but dude can get out there and he can dig for some ginger root, like nobody's business. No, I'm not saying I want that to be the same person, <laughs> All right, but I want them to balance it out. I want some smarties there, and I want some toughies there. <laughs> right. We need some... We need some super nerds and we need some super grunts. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't have to be both. One person does not have to be both because if you're both, you're not great at either. Right. Very good point. We need somebody that is fully focused on a thing or maybe two things, not, but not drastically different things like that. But that would be regardless of if we're going to a planet or if we're, what, what are we saying? Interstellar, uh, X solar, would you say? Uh, extra solar. Extra solar. But I mean, as we're talking now, we're we're so so far away from leaving our solar system, leaving our the warmth of our sun, even if that's negative three hundred sixty degrees on on Titan, the moon. Is that Jupiter? I mean, Voyager just recently left the solar system, right? Yeah, it's uh, totally out of what they call the heliosphere, the influence of the sun, that, which seems so weird. Like, there's just, there's a point where there's a sphere around the sun, 
way beyond Pluto that there's just it's dark it's rocks like there's something out that far that it would be tough to get through for anybody but the little old satellite cruise right through all that crap yeah did do you think they planned that or it just got fucking lucky i think it got super lucky but what blows my mind is is there really like a big ass ring of rocks and whatnot beyond the influence of the sun that just seems too convenient that the the sun exploded and then there's just this sphere of n- nothing but planets and random detritus. But then outside that sphere of influence, there's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, you would think that stuff would come in and make up the planets in the beginning. Yeah. Either that or it's gone. Like it, Like how is there that weird in between? Right. There's like a weird buffer border or something out there. It's like a wall. Build that wall. Build that wall. We keep the aliens out over there. <laughs> you can come here if you come here legally. <laughs> you got to pay earth taxes. <laughs> That's why we call them aliens. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I just pissed off half of my family. Are they, are they aliens? Shh. <laughs> we don't say that term around here. We say. <laughs> no. That's offensive to my people. Extra earthly. They're people. No. Uh, so anyway, how about this space stuff, huh? How about them fillies? Uh, the biggest problem doing this research, I think one of the biggest problems that I saw was creating some sort of, I mean, you could call it gravity for, uh, use those, use that term, gravity, but I mean, when you're up there, it's just propulsion if you're going to have some sort of force behind you so that you could have the feeling of gravity like you do on earth then you're going to have to have some sort of propulsion in some form yeah and i'm just a dope from delaware (laughs) but (laughs) this does not seem like it should be a problem to me gravity yeah you make that circle thing what what's it called make that circle thing which one the the ring the O'Neill cylinder. No, the first one you sent me. The the Stanford Taurus. Is it is it Stanford? I think so. I think that's what it said. You make that. You put some jets angled on the side and just give it a. That's it. You just send it into motion. You're in space. How the fuck? Where's the problem? <sighs> is it going to be stationary? How far are you gone? Like, is it is it going to be parked between Earth and Mars? No, you're going to be flying. Then you can't. Why? Because you're going to have force coming from the side, too. What force? The propulsion. Whatever, wherever direction you're going. So, okay. All right. You're not going to have, I mean, you don't have to be aerodynamic in space. No, not at all. But how are you going to go anywhere? You're going to have rockets all the way around the, all right, imagine this thing, because nobody knows just what the fuck we're talking about when we just say Stanford Taurus. It's like a bicycle wheel, okay? Or a tire. Mm-hmm. And it's got spokes, you know, down down to the middle. And the way the gravity, without a better term to use, just think of it as gravity, I guess. But it's a force to plant your feet down so that it feels like gravity. It looks like a bicycle the tire. thing from Inter- uh, Interstellar. I don't remember what that is. I only saw the movie once. So think of a, it's, it's like a, a bicycle tire. Yeah. 
Massive. Huge. Earth size. Yeah, on the inside is where we all live. Where The inner tube. Yeah. Yes. Well, the inside of the rubber. So it kind of caves down in. It's almost like a valley. Yes. Right. So we all live on the bottom, which would be the underside of the actual tread of the tire. Right. So, all right, think of this. You know how you centrifugal force or centrifugal force, you know how you, you would take a bucket of water and just spin it around? Right. And the water stays in the bucket? Mm-hmm. So you're putting force on the water, or is this centripetal? I think this is, damn it, these terms are so, such a pain in my ass. I think it's centripetal, right? I Cent- think centripetal. Centrifu- centrifugal, what? What is centrifugal? Uh-uh. Right? I- centripetal force is what keeps you, like, the Gravitron, that ride. Well, isn't, isn't that the same thing? Same concept. Same exact concept, yeah. What did you say? Centripetal or cent- centrifugal? Centripetal. Uh, okay. I th- Th- this is how LiveScience.com defines it. Centripetal, with the P, P-E-T-A-L after C- <laughs> C-E-N-T-R-I-P-E-T-A-L. They, if you just f- say them in, a, in an American accent, they sound the same. You got to break it up. It's the f- centripetal is defined as the force that is necessary to keep an object moving in a curved path and that is directed inward toward the center of rotation. So you are, the water in the bucket is being held in place by the bucket, but it's tethered to your hand, which is spinning around. Well, that actually would not be this, because I'm looking at this page now, and it says it's via centrifugal force. They they seem like they are almost interchangeable. Um, there was a picture that I saw of a circle with a dot. Is that on this page? Maybe. Well, centrifugal is it is directed away from an axis which is parallel to the axis of rotation. So it's being thrown out, but it's on the inside. So this the bucket thing that's centrifugal. Okay. Centripetal Same. is how we stay on the Earth. I always thought the opposite. D- these terms are tough. How about we just describe what we're going to describe and yeah, and let God sort out the rest or something. <laughs> <laughs> or whoever the fuck. Uh, the simulation creators, whoever. Mm, I think that's part of the problem, too. They might stop us. Some shit's not programmed. Us. Some shit's not programmed, so we can't go that far. Yeah. That's what, uh, I think Chuck Nice on Star Talk Radio said that the the programmers of the simulation did not program in for the characters of the simulation to be able to fly at the speed of light. That's why we cannot do it. I heard it is the max processing power of the I guess it would be GPU okay of the simulation. So All that's right. why we cannot go faster than that because the simulation can't process any faster than that. We just glitch out. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Like light, light has to be the fastest thing, right? Like, how can you? I don't know. It just it fucking warps my brain, dude. Like warp speed. I know, but like, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. I can't. We can't get to light speed. No, 
Well, whoever's running the freaking simulation just needs to upgrade their RAM. That's just, that's a problem. They could up, upgrade to that new NVIDIA. Yeah, man. What is it, the NVIDIA GPU that just came out that nobody can get? Probably. Well, they could just start stacking up some PS4s and PS5s and just get all that processing power, baby. <laughs> what are we fucking... What, what was that, North Korea that did that? <laughs> I think so. I think we tried it first, but I... I I don't know how it works. I cannot even fathom. There's you just plug them all in together. I don't. That might have been Iraq or Iran or something like that. They just hooked up a bunch of PS4s to run their nuclear missile program. It was PS3s. There was PS3s. <laughs> they they bought a bunch of them so that because they could take all the processing power or something out of them and basically control a lot of shit. Blows my mind. But then I guess we did land on the moon fifty years ago working on it anyway hmm. without ps3s but anyway 50 years i don't know before that N- not quite you're talking 35 years ago <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> we just pretended we did it 50 years ago not not that apollo mission it was a couple more a <laughs> little later on hey look guys we did it <laughs> but this uh stanford tourist thing back to that i don't I, i'm sure some people can relate to playing the halo games Uh, did you say that about halo no i didn't but yeah the halo rings it's the inside the inside of a bicycle tire that like the valley that would make up the inside of the tire part and you said that but it's minus the sides they don't utilize the sides of it at all no you're just kind of you're only so far up on on the sides because if you go too much further up around it then that force we would call gravity doesn't work and basically the ground just whizzes by you yeah that would be that would be insane if you just start climbing up the side and you jump out the ground would whiz past you and you would just be floating in nothingness until that force brings you back down or if there's a side propulsion, it just breaks my brain to think about the whole thing. But essentially, this is so big that there's there's rivers and mountains and lakes sitting inside that, that valley of the inside of that tire, kind of. Yeah. So what they would do, the speed would be spinning in such a way that it would create the, the force of gravity as we know it. What is it, 9.8? meters per second per second i don't remember what it is so if you jump up however you jump up on earth that you know it would you would feel the same way somehow that math would work in that fashion yeah they they would figure it out but if it's constantly going the if it's constantly going at that velocity it would keep going at that velocity and get faster and faster and faster because there's no terminal velocity in space that we know of. Why? There's nothing. Why would that, it go faster? Because it's a consistent acceleration on Why Earth. Why does it have to be? I'm I'm thinking like uh, I'm see. I am the genius here. NASA needs me or Elon. Hey, Elon. What's up, buddy? I got gotcha. you. You don't need to constantly propel that thing. No, but it, it's like if a, you, like when you're docking the space capsule or whatever the fuck, you just give it a little 
and then it get it goes into rotation. That's all you need. There's no fucking resistance in space. Okay, so is if you've so what you're saying is if you've got that you've got it to the point where you want it going. You're spinning at the speed it needs to to spin to obtain that 9.8 meters per second per second. Yeah, just cut them bitches off. Uh, well, then, yeah, so if you just spin it enough to get to that, then you would drop off that other second. It's not 9.8 meters per second squared. It's just 9.8 meters per second. And then you're, so terminal velocity, my brain just broke. It wouldn't speed up or slow down. Yeah, so so what you're saying is if you've got to that speed, stop. Yeah. Why would that not work? That's what that yeah. I does it I mean does honestly so I've brought this question up before. Once you get out in space, why do you need fuel anymore? But it's as you just informed us or people might know, it's cuz you're still in the gravitational pull of the sun. So would that yeah. gravitational pull of the sun kind of pull it back and maybe slow it down a little? You know what I mean? Mm. Damn, dude. I don't know. You want to take a break? Shit. Oh, damn. Yeah, I guess we should, huh? <laughs> Four minutes in. Because I need to think about this. And we haven't even really touched too much on too, too much. We'll yeah, get and I got, a, I got a different beer to bring in for next time. Oh, yeah, dude. Let's do that. All right. How's gravity feel for you right now? You feel all right with that gravity, or you got some beers in there? You feeling a little spinny? No, no. <laughs> no I mean, it feels like normal gravity to me. Now I'm trying something a little different. You gonna get a little spinny with this one? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what. It's a right. seven percenter. I got it from a buddy at work. It's a sparkling craft cocktail. <laughs> hmm. Main mule. Rum and ginger. Okay. From Maine Craft Distilling. Rum with natural flavor. He's from Maine. He's super proud of his Maine heritage. All right. So he's always bringing me Maine beer and shit. So Maine Craft Distilling believes in farm to flask distillation. We collaborate with farmers to source local grains and flavorings to produce truly high quality local spirits. See, this is why we need farmers on the space colony. Exactly. It all comes back. It all circles back <laughs> around like the fucking Stanford. Uh, Taurus. Taurus. Here we go. Yeah. That's not bad. Sparkling ginger rum. You know what? It, I, I'll tell you right now. It tastes like ginger ale with a little rum in it. It doesn't sound bad, dude. It sounds okay. I was not pleased by this when I first saw it or when I first smelled it. I don't like ginger ale, but I do, I do like this. Hmm. You don't like ginger ale, ginger ale. Have you had ginger beer? It's not beer. It's like carbonated ginger soda. No, I've never, no. No? No. I've heard of it. You've never, know, oh, you've never tried it at all. I've never tried it at all. I have tried it for a few years in a row, I'm like, this one's got to be good. I'll try this one this time. This one's got to be good. I've got to like ginger beer. Why Why can't I like ginger beer? But every time I have that soda, it's what it is. It made, you know, it's made with real sugar or whatever, ginger beer. I don't like it. It's funny you say that 
I just turned the can around. It says featuring ration expedition style rum and Minecraft homemade ginger beer. Whoa. Maybe you would like it then if you like that stuff. But if you throw some rum into some ginger beer, might give it a little twist. Different twist. Look, I got to tell you, he hates this stuff. The guy who gave it to me, that's why he gave it to me. Really? Yeah, I mean, he gives me stuff he likes too. I don't want to say he only gives me the shit he doesn't like. (laughs) But he hates it. And I got to tell you, that would be a, a damn nice drink for any time of the week. Summary? Fall? Well, not summary. Let me, uh... <laughs> a few more tastes in there. A few more sips. I would say it's fallish. Springish? It tastes like a, a Christmas tree. So winter. Well, it, it's Taste. not bad. It, it, it's really... So, all right, if you guys got it around you, pick it up. Main Mule Rum and Ginger. Give it a try. Christmas tree. Yum. Oh, Oh, oh. See... What'd you call me? <laughs> that would be one of the other problems with living in a this kind of environment. A Stanford Taurus or any kind of space-faring vehicle because the temperature will be regulated. You're always going to have to have a food source. You're never going to have to have a season... Well, you probably shouldn't have a season where everything just freaking dies. But you might have to kick up the soil in certain areas certain regions of that spacefaring vehicle you know you can grow pumpkins for six or eight months over here but then the pumpkins will destroy the soil so you're gonna if you still want a pumpkin patch you're gonna have to move those uh you know 100 200 yards away from where you just planted them do we need pumpkins though i don't know probably not really but there are think necessities here. I, I know, but everything everything's a necessity. I I don't I, see that mosquitoes serve a purpose, really. Mosquitoes are dumb. But yeah. Maybe we don't maybe we don't know yet if they serve a purpose. We're gonna need all those creatures that live in the rivers and the swamps and whatnot cuz when they die, then they just introduce the nutrients back into the soils and all that. Everything is important. Yeah. Or what if we brought? Mm, we can't you're just right li- about the soil. We can't. I was gonna say, what if we brought none of it? None of what? None of the insects. Nothing. But you're right. The soil needs, like the earth, the earthworms are good yeah. for the soil. Right. So, I mean, you need, huh? Not everything can be artificial. We're not going to be able to sustain an entire colony on impossible Burger King Whoppers. Tell that to Monsanto. Well, fuck him. Everybody, Whoa. everything's going to have to be GMO. Redacted. Redacted. <laughs> everything. Actually, we're going to have to, at some point, if this is what we're going to do, we're going to have to genetically modify every single thing to live in this kind of environment even people i don't know if this is a design thing they have for it so what if at the top of that bicycle tube the bicycle tire the the top of the valley so to speak they covered it in a plastic sort of thing and then we got this sort of greenhouse effect okay sure fine 
where is the solar source coming from? Where is the UV source coming from? Well, I mean, you still, you'll still get it from the sun. I thought you wanted to travel outside the. Well, okay. So what if you put? What if it's folding mirrors? So then, when the sun's behind you, these mirrors fold up. The sunlight hits it, bounces down to that greenhouse type cover. And if you're coming towards the sun, those mirrors fold down on the outside of the tire. The other mirrors fold up. Sunlight hits that, bounces down. I like that logic. NASA, I'm right here. (laughs) I like it. It's all right. But you're still being stationary in some place inside of our solar system. You're saying stationary. I'm I'm thinking we're shooting off to another place, but we got to live in the meantime. Yes. How are you shooting off in a different place? Because if you've got, imagine bicycle tire, bicycle tires just spinning, just, you know, constantly spinning and just revolving from its axis, from the middle of that tire. How How are you flying in a different direction? Are you just... Because if it's just spinning in a circle, if your propulsion is from the outside of the tire where the treads would be, then you're just spinning in place. Yeah, see, I'm thinking of a modified version of this. So you're thinking that it has something coming off the what would be the the center of the spokes. The out, axle, yeah. The axle. and Some sort of propulsion system behind that. Yeah, so... This is not a dick joke, although we could take it this way. A long shaft in the middle with a... I mean, that could literally just be fuel. Yes, I agree. And then at the rear, it's got propulsion, so it can shoot you forward. And then the big big ring, the big bicycle tire, that's on a sort of bearing system or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's rotating in the center. Okay. Love it. Great problem you're gonna shoot it down Uh, no i just need you to think of the other inertia that's happening here you are spinning and the things inside the tire the inner tube inside the tread is spinning and everything is pointing you're able to walk on the inside of that tread everything is living there the rivers the the trees the dirt everything is there and then suddenly you introduce inertia going perpendicular to that. What the fuck is going to happen to everything that's living in there? Well, what if you get started? So, okay. You, know, you get started in your direction of travel. Like you're going to Alpha Centauri. So you blast off in that direction and then the thing starts spinning. Maybe everybody in the tire, maybe they're in some kind of weird bunker for the first, I don't know, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, for the next 10 hours, stay in your bunkers until we get going in our direction, and we'll make an announcement when it's time, you know, it's safe to come out. While the Earth is shifting inside of our giant Stanford Taurus beast. Well, it's, it'll be zero G. I mean, you'll be in your bunker or whatever, or maybe you'll be strapped in like the fucking astronauts. If you are sending everything out in a in one direction for whatever speed you need to attain the 9.8 millimeters meters not millimeters meters per second per second so that everything is at gravitation but that's perpendicular to your living what's ultimately going to be 
the Taurus, the Stanford Taurus area. So you're pushing the tire sideways at that kind of speed. Where's all that junk going to be staying? First of all, the rivers and the dirt and everything living in there. Is all that stuff going to be in the direction of the where the propulsion is? And then once you have attained that speed, then everybody is going to ride an elevator up to the Earth-like conditions after it starts spinning. I could see a couple years of having everybody live in the where the propulsion is coming from, in that cylinder that's down there. Um, I guess for, if you want to view, if you want to think about the the way this would be designed is bicycle tire and then a a pipe coming down to a, a bucket. So there's a bicycle tire, big shaft, like you said, coming down to a bucket. That would mm-hmm. be the essential shape of this massive colony spaceship so the bucket would be where Mm. the propulsion would be to go forward and once you attain that speed that you need to get to earth gravity then the uh the tire part would begin its propulsion to come up to speed for earth-like gravity but where is all that stuff gonna be all the dirt in the mountain and the rivers Coming up to that point, is it just going to live like on the side of the tire? Well, if you've got it stacked up, tire, shaft, bucket, the bottom of the tire that's closest to the bucket, is all the dirt and all that going to live there? And then you get that thing up to speed going, blasting the tire toward the tire, get it up to speed, and then you start you start the tire going, get that up to speed, and then just let everything settle into place for a handful of years, five years, and see what's what when you get up there. <laughs> so, what if the tire? We keep saying tire. What if it's on? What if it's on some sort of system to where it can break apart? Now, hear me out. Okay. At the front of the the system, the you know the the ship or whatever you want to call it. There's some sort of, I don't, maybe not bungees or like a tether of some sort. So once it speeds up, you ever seen the videos of the people who have the servers who have their the drinking glass on their tray, but it's hanging from their the bottom on like ropes or whatever. It's Whoa. a tray and it's okay. like a tripod of ropes. Okay, that they hang from their fingers so they can. They can swing it all around that glass because it's just boom right on the bottom of that tray. Okay. So what if as this system, this ship, I don't know what you want to call it. As it starts to pulse forward, that tire kind of breaks. And it's supposed to. It's in sections. Okay. So it can separate and kind of come down. And so none of the soil and shit moves. It goes with the force to keep everything at the bottom. Okay. And then as you're slowing down, those bungees kind of pull it back together. Boom. You're right there. All right. Uh, The slowdown part wouldn't work because it's constant velocity in space. So you would have to have propulsion to bring those back into position at the speed you're going in space. But yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. 
you'd have yeah, to bring, right. you'd have to bring those back into place manually. They wouldn't just kind of. There's no gravity. So maybe not a bungee system, maybe a hydraulic system. I yeah, I like that. That's, that's calibrated good. to the speed, and it you know all the the math whizzes that they can figure this out. Like at this speed, it has to move at this point, and so then once they get to whatever, maybe they can slowly start rotating it as it's going together, and then as it gets together, boom, you're at point nine eight whatever. Damn dude, did we just figure this out? No, <laughs> Elon, <laughs> my dude, NASA, call me. I don't we, know how any of it's going to work, but I got the ideas. We got stuff to do. Come on. Uh, combustion engines in space. We got to figure something else out for, for that. But yes, so it would be, it would definitely take multiple phases for this to happen. Yeah. An incredible amount of phases. And every it's going to take generations for it to be 100% sustainable as it is. But do you slow down when you get there? Where are you going? Are you just traveling? I can see the you're taking off. You need propulsion to go, and then once you have reached, once you have sustained, uh, attained that propulsion goal, then you bring everything back together, get the tire spinning, and then what? You just keep going. What if you start? If, what if you're aimed at a freaking sun? Well, I think that's the risk we're taking. True. We got to just kind of hope they did all this correctly. and They. We're figuring it out, damn it. Here we are. Well, I mean, the math and the calculations and, well, if we're going to Alpha Centauri, we got to launch straight at the moon at this time and we'll just miss it and launch and bing, ding, ding, and pinball all the way there. So you just want to grab these areas of... Uh... I mean, the easiest way to think about it is is gravity. You you slingshot around this thing to go around this thing to go around this thing. That's a hell of a system. Yeah, I think that's that's how they did Voyager, right? Yeah, I think they they shot for a position where they knew certain planetary bodies would be, so you could slingshot off of that to whip around and kind of slalom around different astral bodies out there yeah not not necessarily like all the way around but just like kind of get into gravitational pull you know then you you make a slight right because of that yeah and then you get in a little in a pull boom you're making a little bit of a left right it's all fine and dandy because we could measure everything that's living in our solar system but when the lights go out we got a problem yeah that's the other tough one. I could totally see, kind of, mostly, this seems more feasible, to park one of these things in between Earth and Mars, yeah. potentially, or even between Earth and Venus, a little bit closer. Just park it there, and either, it doesn't, does it have to be in orbit? I don't think it has to be in orbit. I don't know how that would, I don't know how you would attain that. I guess you could. Well, if it's not in orbit, then... It's constantly falling toward the sun. Yeah, and you got to wait, what, 360-some days until it gets back around to you. Yeah. Well, when it gets back to Earth, anyway. Well, yeah, so if you're, if for whatever reason you have to land for an emergency, 
I think it should be in Earth orbit. This beast? Okay, is it bigger than the moon? Because that big motherfucker is still in Earth's orbit, but on the opposite side of the moon. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it can't be bigger than the moon, right? What, the Stanford Taurus? Even if it's our weird design with the fucking long shaft in the middle and then the, the fucking spinny bicycle tire. It's got to be at least the inner uh, the inner radius. Damn it, what the hell is it? The inner diameter. It's a it's a pipeline term. The outer the outer diameter, the inner diameter, whatever. It's got to be at least as big as the earth because that's that's why I said I'm a fucking idiot. I said Mount Himalaya earlier. It's Mount Everest in the Himalaya Mountains, but <laughs> that is how far uh earth bodies are from sea level to the uppermost of an earth body. Biggest issue is, and at this kind, this type of way to artificial gravity, sort of, that that force that we need to live, if you jump up, there's not going to be any plane travel because that would be freaking detrimental. Planes aren't going to go anywhere. They, you just jump up and you wait for the thing to spin back around. Hot air balloon, wait for it to get to you, drop. <laughs> okay, hey, look. <laughs> You don't know what you just fucking walked into, dude. <laughs> Why does that not work on fucking globe Earth? I, I don't know how gravity works on a sphere. Well, I'll tell you how it fucking works. Well, I don't it, know exactly. It doesn't? It, if you're driving down the fucking road and you throw a bottle out of the car to hit the road sign, you got to throw it out a good bit before that sign. Okay. Because it's continuing that, that motion. So if a hot air balloon goes up, it's going to continue the same motion as the fucking Earth because it's still moving at that direction and that speed. So it would have to be aloft for, you got to think scale here. This thing is super, super tiny compared to the sphere of the Earth. So it's going along with the Earth. It goes up. That thing would have to be aloft for what? Fucking days. I don't know. Before it comes down in a different place. Then you got to worry about the wind, the jet stream, all that shit. There's no jet stream. It's perfect weather all the time. I'm talking about sphere. Oh. <laughs> I, I know with with the fucking spinny what's-a-doodle. Yeah. It might be different, though. You're right. I mean, you jump. Because what I read was it even at a, a tremendous scale, even if you have a space between, it would have to be just incredibly massive. So basically, the the inner diameter of the Stanford Taurus would have to be as big as the sphere of the Earth for it to even remotely work, and that's it's kind of big, brother. But if you jump up, you're st- if you spin your head around, you're still gonna feel something spinning you around because your 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 feet would be at that most uh, maximum inertial point to attain that 9.8 meters per second but your head is depending on how how tall you are eventually these people would get shorter because <laughs> they couldn't handle it and you'd squat down so they don't be so they're not so dizzy the taller you are the more drunk you are i don't know if i agree with that concept okay why doesn't that work on globe earth if i jump up why do my feet not feel like they're going faster than my head? 
I don't because know. It's, the, it's that force. You're the gravity of the Earth has you tied to that, and you are constantly you're constantly going in a straight line around. It's a straight line, but it's around the curvature. Yeah. So but this you, is a straight line towards the ground, basically. I don't know. This is what just messes me up about centrifugal versus centripetal. The whole thing just breaks my brain. So I stopped doing research on that part. I went a different direction. Forget the space stuff. Forget living in the space thing. How about just creating habitats on other planets? Well, I think the best way to do this is with AI, with robots. Okay. So, well, somebody's going to have to build that algorithm or whatever. Or send the big robot is the shelter. So we, you know, just launch launch a space capsule. Okay. It goes, boom, lands on Mars, and then it starts to unfurl. And then it turns into a dome. There you go. You got your first shelter. Oh, so, oh, so you're you're ready to get habitats on other planets. Forget this Stanford tourist crap and spinning around in space and all that crap. We're, we're well, gonna we're gonna get there. It's gonna take us three days to get to the moon and then a week to get to Mars. But we're gonna have a habitable space once we get there. Well, that's what I thought you were talking about. I thought you meant like if we go to Mars, how. Yeah, yeah. How will we do the habitat? And I think the plan is to do it with AI. Send a robot to build the habitat before we even get there. So it'll be like a blow up, like a snow globe. Uh, sort of, but stronger. Yeah. Well, obviously, <clears throat> man, we could, we could, we could probably make this two parts because we've just talked about the freaking Stanford Taurus for an entire episode. And gravity, and we haven't even talked about getting it on in space. You want to do two parts on this? I'm fucking down to do two parts on this, dude. I love this shit. Let's do it. Let's yeah. Let's do two parts. We'll we'll finish this one up now, and then we'll do a second part on living off of Earth, not living on Earth. I don't know what you want to call it. You want to finish it up now? Maybe. Okay. Then we could do the second part. Well, you want to keep talking about living on a different planet? We didn't even get into the O'Neill Cylinder. No, we'll leave that as a teaser. And then we'll start the next episode with living on a planet. And then we'll talk about how the fucking human race, what the hell it's going to look like once we're in space for a while. And it might be a three fucking parter. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So I guess the question would be, well, go to podchaser.com slash bring on weird. Or look us up on Pod, or Apple Podcast. Give us five stars on both, but tell us if you would sign up for this crazy space expedition on the Stanford Taurus. Yeah? Stanford Taurus, yes or no? You're just going to go colliding with rocks and whatnot in space? You know what's crazy? I, I would 100% sign up to be the first person to try to travel through a black hole. So if you could get there in your lifetime... Might take a little while to get there. We don't can't travel. Yeah, we can't travel the speed of light or faster. And they're kind of yeah. far away, dude. Yeah, I know, but I I don't think it's death. No, no, I think it's a fucking oh, a hole. I think it's off to the other side, man. I would a hundred percent sign up to do that fucking trip. 
So like some interstellar stuff. You're going to go through the black hole, and then you're going to end up yeah. behind somebody's bookcase pushing a book off like a ghost. Well, I don't know about end up behind a bookcase and all that shit, but I definitely don't think we die. I think even if they shoot a fucking thing through it, a probe through it, we, lo- we lose communication because it, gets, it just zoom, it gets launched so fucking far. Yeah. I would, I would definitely do it. Anyway. I guess that's another question too. You want to, you want to hop on this space colony, or do you want to head for the black hole? I'm going for the black hole, baby. Oh yeah, <laughs> black hole sun. Won't you come? Hey, I might if I go through a black hole. I don't know <laughs> hey, what it's going to do to me. Look out! <laughs> uh, if you want some dope merch, you can go to. Damn it! I can never remember this fucking website. Tpublic.com. Yeah, the Tpublic one. It's best if you go to tpublic.com and then just search for Bring on the Weird. And then just follow the store. But the other one with other merch is... MyConspiracyTees.com slash Bring on the Weird. Mm-hmm. And pretty much if you just Google search DuckDuckGo, any way you want to search Bring on the Weird, you're going to find us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. MySpace? Did you get uh, Taylock up yet? Uh, we haven't named him. He he's oh. up. Well, I mean, by the time this episode comes out, then yeah, he'll be up there. Want to vote Taylock for Earth President? He's got a story. We don't know what it is yet. Hmm. But yeah. he's he's wearing our merch already. So yeah. So why aren't you? Why aren't <laughs> exactly. you listeners wearing the merch? <laughs> exactly. We need pictures of people wearing our merch. You know how many people bought the uh, stages of hunger from tpublic.com? Yeah. Where's the pictures? Yeah, we need some pictures of these people wearing the stages of hunger. Where are you guys at? Come on. We got no pictures of anybody wearing bring on the weird thongs. Flip flops, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and here my brain okay. went right to butts. Uh, see? You're dirty, dude. <laughs> you dirty mind, man. I'm in flip flops, bro. Ay, ay, ay. Where are we at? Is that it? Yeah, hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Drop us messages. Tell us what you think. Or don't. That's fine, too. That's okay. And uh, stay weird, world. We'll see you guys next time.